Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Today's episode of Holy Shift is going to open up a conversation that I believe we must have because we must, if we're going to move with God, we must shift from law unto grace, from self unto spirit, from independence to total dependence and abiding in Him. If we are going to live as who we're meant to be, if we're going to move with God in this time of holy shift. So take a listen. I pray you'll share this with others and uh, help us to get out the message here at Tent Talk. Love you all. I've shared before that during seasons of transition, uh, of holy shift, many small moves that result in a big move of God. Uh, I've shared before what a, you know, it's such a magnificent time because you're letting go of things maybe that you've been ready to let go of, but You're also then reaching out to things that you don't yet know really all about. And so there's kind of a suspension that you live through when God says, no, go ahead and let go of, let go of what you've known, stay with me. And now we're, we're going towards, uh, the new. And so this can be a very raw and vulnerable time because maybe relationships that you've been in that were very, very important for the uh, groundwork that's been laid in your life and people who, you know, introduced you to the Lord and worked with you and walked you through many things. Um, And yet, by the design of God, it's time for your dependency upon them to lessen so that your dependency on Him can increase. And so that can be one of those times. And every time I open up Cross Encounter, I talk about Isaiah 6, where it says in verse 1 that King Uzziah died. In the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah saw the Lord. And King Uzziah dying can represent many things in our life that are passing away. Because, my friends, if you're really growing up, okay, I know this is going to sound a little odd, but you're really growing up. I mean, you are actually growing and maturing. Your development is happening. And your appetites will be shifting. And I've mentioned this before. I'll mention it again because I do feel such a sense of warning to people in the midst of all the great anticipation of what God is doing, hearing God's voice, yet there are so many new things to learn, um, awakenings even within yourself. And one of the things that can cause us difficulty is we begin to really think we really know something. Remember, my friends, the goal is to know someone. And it is to be abiding in him and hearing him consistently. Not, I've got this, I've done this, I know what this is. 
And I can remember even in times in my own life, now almost 30 years ago, when a great trap of the enemy uh, was waiting, but he couldn't do anything without my own pride, hubris, uh, throwing off restraint, the anger and pain inside of me that I was refusing uh, to take to the Lord. Uh, So I was letting it fester. It was becoming the very juice of self-indulgence. We have to remember that sin is a power. It's not just an action that you take. Sin is a power. Long before the actions show up, the power of sin has been left unchecked within us, and it's operative. Now, you're not a sinner. Sin is not in your new nature, but sin is still present within your members. And when there is not an act of abiding where Holy Spirit is releasing the power of Jesus's death on the cross, which is what dealt with the power of sin, and that power is not being released and holding sin in its place of death, meaning it's inoperative. It doesn't mean death as it doesn't exist, but death as in it is not operative, right? Then that's great. But when we begin to think, hey, I've got this, you know, I'm doing better than I've ever done before, you know, um, we start to think that somehow we have been, you know, overcoming sin. We are doing this. All right. Now, this is seasons of holy shift. And I mentioned in the previous episode, well, there can also be unholy shifts (laughs) where there are many small moves that result, right, in a great snaring by the enemy. Now, God is going to win, my friends, I pray. Uh, I am certainly an example um, of what God and when those in his body uh, move with him, that many can be rescued from the beast of of deception, and of sin, right? Because one thing you have to know, my friends, in warfare, I mean, if you Googled it up, it would tell you that the number one rule of war is know your enemy. Hmm? Number one rule of war. Now, Google, you know, it doesn't mean everything Google says is true, but if you Google it up, what's the number one rule of war? Know your enemy. It doesn't say be, you know, consumed with your enemy, Right? But you do have to be aware. And I can remember in this major, major time, I wrote about it in my book, the major dark time in my life of such deception, such pride, such arrogance, such distance becoming between me and those that I knew were given for my life and my... um, willingness to engage with someone I had just recently met that I was so didn't hardly know this person and suddenly they were all over my world and I was allowing uh, all of that you see is that we we didn't really know the enemy did we (laughs) I did not really understand the enemy and I didn't understand that the enemy was within my own impressive, uh, that I was impressed with my goodness, how far I'd come, look at what was happening. And, and something that I find interesting, 
was, and, and I've, this happens, and this ha- was happening with me at the time, was I was, and this may sound unusual, but I was looking better than usual. I had been working out. I was feeling better, healthier, things like that. And it's amazing, okay? Now, I'm going to say this real blunt just for time's sake. When you feel fat and ugly, my friends, there are things lying dormant within you that you don't even know are there. And you you may think, oh, I'm so horrible looking and you know, I feel full of shame or body shame, whatever they may call it. And, you know, I don't, I just don't look that good. So, of course, nobody would be attracted to me or this or that. But then when you begin to have some success, you have lost weight, you this or that, it is amazing what begins then to be seen, right, and the way we carry ourselves. Uh, People take notice of us. And now with the influx of attention, Okay, now watch this because I want you to catch that in this time of holy shift where you better know your enemy, right, and that the enemy wants to trip you up. I don't want any devil sticks, okay, being thrown in your feet as you're running because Paul would say, you were running so well. Who tripped you up? What happened? What hindered you in the running of the race of your real life, right? So the enemy wants to trip us up, and it's in the many small things, right? Because we're looking at the big things. Wow, this is a big season of God, and God is about to launch me into my destiny, and we're so enamored with the big things that we miss many times the small things. And so in some ways, I'm just telling you how I had to learn. Because when you don't feel worthy, you don't think you're anything, right? And so many things can lie dormant, then when there begins to be the te- a little bit of success, there tends to be a little bit of attention, you about lose yourself, okay? And in the season, this wonderful, amazing time of holy shift is also a very raw, vulnerable time where God is going to let things that can remain hidden when we don't feel very good about ourselves. And suddenly when we do start to feel good about ourselves and we begin to experience that fresh air of freedom, right? Then there are things that have lied dormant that begin to activate. And we can think that's part of freedom. I don't have to listen to other people or I think I know best. And again, this is a part of learning. So I'm not saying that you can avoid it all. I'm not saying that you should remain hunkered down, afraid. I'm just saying you need to be aware. You're going to have to keep walking. You're going to have to keep learning. Because as you let go of what you have known, where you were, and and trust God to take hold of Him at greater depths, to go where He's wanting to take you, there are these moments where, again, it may feel as though you're suspended in midair, And life as you knew it seems kind of odd. And it's like, oh, I'm having a little bit of a difficult time getting my bearings. Uh, You may feel like what I call sometimes spiritual vertigo, where you can't tell if the plane's flying upside down, right side up. All your instrument panels are twirling. Um, They're just different things that are happening. So though I know that we are in holy shift and God is working, 
I do feel it's important uh, to mention these things and to speak, um, I, I pray, as, as clearly as I possibly can. But remember, my friends, that we are in a long-distance race. And the enemy, although I don't like to focus on him, we do have to be aware. You have to know your enemy. And number one, you must know the enemy, if you will, within, which is that sin, this power, is still present in the body. Flesh patterns are still oftentimes ingrained deeply in the soul. This is why your oneness in the spirit, knowing who you are, you must know who you are, clinging and becoming more um, developed in abiding, staying with the Lord, receiving all from Him, right? And without remaining inappropriately connected to people that have been given for your life, it's the best time to be having conversations. They're going to be more irritating to you, those people that are given for your life. They're probably going to be a little bit more irritating and not to downgrade this or to be silly, but it's kind of like as a teenager when your parents suddenly become like, could you just give me some money and leave me alone? I know what to do with my life. And from the age of 13 to 18 or 16 to 22, you know, you just live through like a minefield because, you know, I know better. And, you know, and and it is a part of our rite of passage, right? A child when they get to the age of 15, 16, 17, 18, they ought to be thinking about how they're going to live separate from their parents, right? You want them to be stepping out into life, making plans, learning to live on their own, learning to handle things, of course. But to completely disconnect or to fight, um, to become bitter with them, uh, to be so agitated with them that you'd go out and do something stupid just to prove them wrong. Things like that. We all have lived you know, through that. That can be detrimental. So the people that are given for your life, because they know that you're maturing, they will speak to you a little bit differently, just like God's going to be loving you differently. You love a 15-year-old, a 25-year-old, a 55-year-old, different than you do a five-month-old. You do not cuddle and rock, usually, 25-year-olds. But you do talk with them. You certainly are praying for them. And so I know that God is on the move. Holy shift. God is on the move. Something's afoot in God's holy house. And it says in Zechariah 2.13, quiet, shh. Silence before God. And what is the shushing towards is flesh and the counsel of man, minding the things of man rather than the things of God and of God himself. God is quieting flesh. He is, listen, God is up and on the move. And if you're moving with him, these are some things that are going to happen. It can be a bit messy. And I am praying that in my own maturing, that I can still be of great encouragement and assistance to those who I know are growing and hopefully will one day surpass me.
and will go on to do mighty exploits. And I want to be faithful to the Lord and faithful to those whom he has given me influence with to be able to say some of the things that need to be known. Everything doesn't have to be learned in hindsight afterwards. The Word says we can exercise foresight. Look ahead. And this is in Hebrews 12, right in the context of make sure that no one comes short of the grace of God, lest a root of bitterness spring up and by it many be contaminated and defiled. Don't become a person like Esau, a profane person of sexual vice. Well, actually it says before, don't become a person of sexual vice, right? Because that's very connected to the root of bitterness, to grace not being extended, not looking ahead and living in uh, a greater depth of wisdom than ever before. And then it goes on to say, don't be like Esau, who for the satisfaction of temporary appetites gave up his eternal birthright. Now, listen, nobody's threatening you with your salvation, but we must heed the warnings of what God says to us personally, directly, and definitely by the authority of his word. My friends, we need to know the enemy in seasons of holy shift. We need to be aware of the deception. We need to be aware of the seductions we need to be aware of how many times how the enemy will work is he will just want to cozy up to you. He'll befriend you, influence you, seduce you, bring you things that none of those authorities in your life know how to do. These people don't really understand you. They just want to control you. Okay? And uh, it's amazing. It's amazing, right, how all of that can be working under the radar. And so as you are truly moving with him, and it is time for holy shift, and things are arousing within you, I want you to remember this. We can thank God for the richness of our history with him, all that he's already done. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? I'm thinking about so many of you and so many around the world that I know. It's so amazing what God has already done. But my friends, do not be deceived. It's nothing compared to what he's about to do and about the continued maturing of the life of Christ in you. There are things we do not yet know, but we will as we stay with him in holy shift. I love you all, and I pray that this has been encouraging to you. If anything I've said today has turned on a light for you, has um, agitated you, has awakened you to different things, I pray that you will hear in my voice an openness and a willingness to hear anything that you have to share or to ask. Um, if you disagree, if, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, my friends, I want you to know that I will welcome any communication from you that you want to share um, because at least we would be talking. <laughs> and we here at Tent Talk we love having conversations under the big tent of God's presence. All right? So there you have it for today. Love you all. Hey, everybody. Thanks for being on the episode with us today. I want to thank all the partners of Nancy McCready Ministries who make Tent Talk Podcast possible. If you are a partner, thank you. If you're not yet a financial partner with us, 
Go to nancymccrady.com giving and click the NMM Partner Giving button and become a one-time or monthly recurring partner with us. Any amount is, is definitely appreciated. We value those who make Tent Talk Podcast and all the other discipleship projects of NMM possible. Love you all. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.